Welcome to Fear the Boot. My name is Dan. I'm Laura. My name's Chad. And this is Wayne. And I'm not used to going last. <laughs> no, you're in the wrong seat. He's yeah. absolutely in the wrong seat. Uh, I'm fine weird. with that. The, oh, no, wait. Are you a natural redhead or is that just dyed? What do you think? <laughs> I mean, it's it, glowing. Well, right, right. Okay. <laughs> this shit red doesn't it's exist because, in nature. It's because I'm a witch. Right, right. It's right. Fine. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I've known people. We've been red recording before. together for how long? I this know is not people my first show. who <laughs> dye their hair an exaggerated color, mm-hmm. but it is their natural color. Like I've known bottle blondes who really are blonde. They just they just pick a blonde. color that isn't there. So the fact that yes, your hair is obviously not a natural red. But that doesn't mean you're not a natural I redhead. Like, I feel like you're asking if the carpet matches the dress. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can go there. That's not that's not what I was shooting at. But I mean, uh, I, I guess that would give me the same information. No, I am not a natural redhead. Okay. Um, my hair salon is finally open again. And before I go to Minnesota for a month, I wanted to get my roots dyed because my white streak was coming back in. And Oh, you want to go for that rogue look? Uh, I actually had a very lovely white streak before I started dyeing my hair. Huh. That was very rogue. Yeah, I, it's, I tell you, I've done but... very well in that. My hair, I really don't have any gray hairs until I grew out the beard, and now I've got some spots of gray. It's just I don't have any gray. It's fine no, for men not, to none, have. None at all, none, Chad. None. <laughs> no. I mean, none that I see. <laughs> not like Chris Hussey or Mike K, who were gray at like 15. Yeah. yeah. I won't go gray. My hair will go white. Redheads don't go gray. They go white. I did not know that. Yep. I don't, yeah, the hairs that I have that are, like, they're not gray, they are white, but I definitely, like, I have an actual, like, rogue streak in the front right part of my hair. I remember I had a great aunt, well, still have her, she's still alive, but people would always compliment her on her lovely red hair, and she'd say, you can have it too, it's Chanel number 66, (laughs) or whatever the number was. Yeah. Yeah, I was saying my, I don't know if she was saying this, but, okay, I'm just going to say a family member, Mm -hmm. I will not say who, because I'm (laughs) myself in a lot of trouble, but a family member I have. They get their hair dyed. Now, sometimes they get it dyed in kind of unusual or experimental colors. Mm-hmm. But other times, they actually dye it just a different shade of what is otherwise their natural mm-hmm. color. So, now, I, of course, known them my whole life. So, I know what their natural color is. Yeah. But, nonetheless, they may walk in with a shade that is on the same crayon as their real hair color. <laughs> but it's just not the... No, I'm a natural brunette. Okay. That's what I was... All right. Okay. At least you remember your natural but, hair right, color. Because so I know a lot that. of people that don't even remember their natural hair I color. Haven't do- I haven't done like a ton of different colors though. Like I've done... Wayne, that's like, dementia. I've done a couple different shades of red. And <laughs> no, then those are people that one, started so. dyeing their hair when they were teenagers. And they literally haven't seen their natural hair color in 30, 35 years. Yeah, but if you flat out can't remember what your natural hair color was, I mean, that's that's dementia. So the reason I was asking was because Wayne was bitching about going last. And I was about <laughs> to say, well, it makes sense. A ginger ought to be around in error on the podcast. But then I looked over this way and I saw red hair. And I'm like, wait a minute. And then you're like, oh, shit, I'm outnumbered. Yeah, well, <laughs> not that I'm outnumbered. <laughs> but it's more like maybe I need to change up the joke that we just only allow the gingers to follow human beings. So human <laughs> ginger chatted back to human. Wayne is back to ginger. That might be the nicest thing he's ever said about you, Chad. I know. I I'm actually so. human. Yeah, yeah, you're you're a step above a ginger. All right. Wow. I'll grant that. A so, whole step? A whole step. Wow. A whole step. Move All right. I feel like you should feel very gratified right I, now. I should. <laughs> so Lura is about to go on a trip to Minnesota. 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 Where... I'm sure all their vernacular is wrong and they mispronounce everything. Yes, they do. Mm. We're going to play Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, it hurt. oh God, that hurt me. I, something broke. Yeah. Dragons you and dragons and bags. You should oh. see the British version where dragons has they three call, extraneous U's in it. They call geese. It's not duck, duck, goose. It's duck, duck, gray duck. A goose is not a goose in Minnesota. Duck, duck, gray it, is, duck? it is a gray duck. I'm not even shitting you. No, it's just, it's just, not a goose. It's a gray duck. Well, I mean, like if soda is like Suda. Th- no, it's is, pop. Is goose, like, well, what is that vowel sound in there? Is that just an extraneous they, they mistake? They see those extra O's, and then they know they have to start adding more O's. And they don't and they know how. they can't stop. Yeah. And then it's like, 
And then they would <laughs> die. Like, it'd be die. like yeah, yeah, it'd be like that air guy <laughs> right? at the end of Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. yeah. They would die saying goose. So they have to say duck duck there's gray duck. Gray there's duck. PSAs up there. There's I mean, actually a vodka that's called gray duck instead of gray goose. Oh my god. <laughs> and it's a Minnesota well, yeah, made I mean, vodka. It's a, this is a matter of life or death. Yeah. For them it is. For it them, is. them it is. They, <laughs> they would not survive it. Right. Once again, it'd be like that air guy at the end of Big Trouble in Little China. All right. But she's about to go to Minnesota. Yeah, something that we probably should have just let go in eighteen twelve, and <laughs> not air guy Earth. It was Earth. Oh, it was oh it no, Earth? no, no! Thunder. It because they had thunder, lightning, and wind. Yeah, it was the wind guy because he no the wind guy did not because he inhaled and couldn't stop inhaling. Nope, nope. It's thunder is the big guy. Is the real big guy. Okay. That, that I will take your word for this because I've only seen the movie actually once. I'm oh so my god! Right I <laughs> love that movie. So Laura is going to Minnesota. Laura. Laura needs to watch Big Trouble. Laura is going to Minna Gray Duck. And, <laughs> but before she goes, there's been something we've been talking about. And this is what we're going to do this episode is we are going to have her do tarot readings for a series of real and facetious questions. So, Laura, do you want to explain what you've brought? I mean, obviously, yeah, a yeah. tarot deck. But can you explain the details here? Yes. Because... Yeah, no, I am going to give some explanation because I got to rein you guys in a little bit. Okay. Um, So, Tara. I have played poker with Tara before. Oh, dear Lord. So, Tara. It got me in trouble with that guy, too. (laughs) As well it should have. Tara is a a divination tool for those of us who practice any sort of new agey type faith. Okay. Or people who just do it for fun because there are people who do it for fun, too. So, Tara is a system of cards. I honestly forget how many are in a deck now, but it's a very specific system of cards. So there are your minor arcana, which are your four suits. Okay. You have like cups. You have cups and pentacles and wands and swords. Okay. Sometimes they're called different things, but those are standard. And you have aces through 10 and you have pages, knights, queens, and kings. So those are your minor arcana. And each of the suits relates to this an like element. Death and the Jester. and uh, We'll get into that. Okay, okay, You're okay. getting ahead all right, of me. All right, all right. One of the people that I had a reading from that I thought did the best job ever was somebody that didn't believe in any of it. Oh, yeah. He uses it as a psychological tool of yeah. to get you to think internally. Because it depends so heavily on not just my interpretation of it, but your interpretation of what I'm looking at as well. So, random bit of trivia, but did you guys know, and I want, here I'm speaking to the general audience, that the casting of lots in the Bible, depending on the exact period in which you're talking about, may have actually been no joke. There's real historical evidence of mm-hmm. this. The rolling of a D20. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, not making I, that up. Yeah. I'm not making that up. So carry on. Um, so in addition to the minor arcana, you have your major arcana cards. And these are where you come into the fool and the high priestess and the devil and death and all of these other cards they're the ones that are titled and they have a number associated with them there are 21 of them i think my brain is a little mushy (laughs) and unlike regular cards something we talked about in the decima episode yeah unlike the regular playing cards Mm -hmm. there's a meaningful difference between right side up and upside down well it depends because like i know for example death inverted is different than death well it depends on who's reading the cards So reading tarot can be done a bunch of different ways, depending on who's doing it. So the history of tarot, there's a lot of like Kabbalism and mysticism involved and different like symbology, what have you. There are people who lean very heavily on that and will absolutely the meaning of a card changes depending on if it's right side up or if it's inverted. Um, Then there are people like me who rely more on intuition there are absolutely bits of things that I know, like there are meanings for numbers and there are meanings for suits and there are meanings for all of these other things. And that's all great. But I personally feel like putting too much stock in some of the esoteric stuff can actually really limit you when you're reading. I actually don't change things depending on whether it's inverted or not. I look at the cards as a whole to get the meaning from it rather than this one card is inverted and that whatever. Okay. So from spread standpoint, there's thousands of spreads. Oh yeah. There's not like 
there's one way you lay right, the cards. Right, because I know down. there's different structures to how you lay out the there cards are. and ways they interrelate. And, and the simplest one I've seen is just a three cards. Yeah, there are a lot of really easy three card spreads to do. Honestly, most of the time, that's what I start with. And I'll start with three cards and then I'll keep drawing cards until I feel like I have what so I need. Th- there is a statement I want to slip in here before I move on to my next question, which is one of the things Fear the Boot has always strived to be is apolitical and a-religious. Mm-hmm. So let me stress that what has occurred in this episode, we are neither endorsing this nor are we mocking it. We are simply... But it, we'll mock each other. We'll mock each yes. other. <laughs> but this is something Laura's into, <laughs> and we've made so many jokes about needing tarot readings on things that now we're going to do a bonus episode where we actually do that. If you're at home and this is something, you know, you're of a belief system that finds it's abhorrent, once again, we're not encouraging it. If you're a hardcore skeptic, you don't believe it. Once again, we're not promoting it. Conversely, if this is something you're all into, we're not going to mock you. We're not mocking your beliefs. We're just being jackasses like we always are. <laughs> yep. So and tarot is something that follows that entire range. Yeah, like said, absolutely. The best reading I ever had is from a guy that doesn't believe any of it and mm-hmm. just uses it as a, as a psychological, a tool. psychological yeah. tool versus there are other people that have believe everything about it and they are... Mm-hmm. Like the literal, spiritual, magical energy within the car. Yes. Yes. Which is why one of the things that Laura and I, I hope you don't mind me saying this, one of the Mm -hmm. things that you asked to do was to do this. You wanted to have your personal deck. Yeah. So real quickly, because I don't want to linger on this. I want to get to the questions. I got two real quick questions. One is, so what is unique about your deck? Decks, for those of us who read tarot frequently, tend to be very personal things. And it gets into some of that new agey stuff. But um, when you use a deck repeatedly to read for people, you form a relationship with that deck. So I know if I pull a certain card, like I know what that card means in my deck when I pull that card. Okay. Because I've done it. So there's a sort of almost like esoteric context to this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, That's fair. I'm just trying to understand. So and then also an energetic thing. The, the second thing is I noticed that you have what looks like a quartz crystal and an amethyst crystal. Yeah, I have a couple of uh, little quartz. I have a tiny quartz point and then a bigger quartz point. Yeah. And then I have an amethyst. So amethyst is supposed to help enhance sort of the, the divinatory abilities. And so I always have a quartz for cleansing and an amethyst with my deck. Okay. So let's go ahead and start with... An important. No, nope, I have. I have more to say. Okay, all right, all right. Because <laughs> I have I'll to be able the, to rein you in. Okay, I'll give mm-hmm. you the floor for a little bit here. Yeah, so go ahead. Thank you. So one important thing to remember about tarot. Yeah. And I feel like this is important for this group is you have to understand what the tool is capable of in order to ask questions that the tool can answer. Okay. So, for example, so, yeah, with so a tarot deck, if you ask it a yes or a no question, it's not going to give you. Sh- because it doesn't give yes or no answers. It gives conceptual answers, conceptual answers, right, right. like no lotto numbers, no lotto <laughs> numbers, no yes or no questions. Honestly, the more general it is, the better. If you ask it like a trivia question, I'm not going to have an answer for you. If you ask it, you know, hey, how what do I do about this one very tiny specific thing? It's probably going to give you a more general answer because it's looking more at the big picture. Does she like me? Yes. Ha, there is no she. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, right, right, right. Yeah. And, yeah. and nobody's going to be a dick like that. Okay, yeah. Don't be a dick. So yeah. this is not the beliefs of everyone on the show, but we're all about that mutual respect and mm-hmm. whatever. So, well, th- not mutual personal respect. No, no, no. But no, I mean, no, no. But <laughs> I mean, respect. Yeah. We're, right, we're good right. with it. So it's Well, just, even outside that, we want a better show. And we're not going to get a good show if we ask you a yes or no question. Yeah, precisely. Because it's all about interpretation. It is. Exactly. So, yeah, we want to keep this both fluffy and entertaining. and No binary questions. Right. All right. I've got two questions that I want to ask. Okay. Now, both are within the realm of what you have said is appropriate. All right. One is more facetious. One is more deep and serious. Which one do you want to start with? Which one do you want to start with? Let's start with the facetious Which one. Does one. Wayne want to start with? Okay, let's go with that. Yeah, I don't. I should have brought my Ghostbusters deck up here. All right. Of the, I say go with your facetious one. Go first. facetious one. Okay. So right now I'm having a real struggle with Narl's Twitter account because I don't know. I was actually rereading it with Broder. I was cracking myself up. I forgot how funny he was, which I know it's insane to say I forgot how funny I was. I'm only well, like a choice. You can say 
I forgot how funny he was, which was insane, or I forgot how funny I am, which is egotistical. So, Well, and also equally insane. Which is equally insane, yeah. <laughs> right. So I, I don't know what to go with there. But the point is that I was rereading it with Brodor a couple of weeks ago, and I was just killing myself, and I <laughs> didn't remember most of the things I posted. But I stopped posting on his account because of the fact that the world's gotten so messed up that I've hit the same problem the guys at South Park had, where they said, we don't know how to satirize society anymore because mm-hmm. it's gotten so far off the rails that satire has become truth. So what I need to know is what should Narl be getting into? Like, where should he be moving? Because it's time for him to grow into other areas or maybe stick where he is and just really hold the line until all this passes by. by let's say like either 2022 or the end of the world or whatever comes first. But what should Narl be doing right now? You know, where should he be focusing his energies? What kinds of endeavors should he be looking into Whatever. So he needs some he needs some career advice. <laughs> career advice for Gnarl. Yes. That's a first for me. I've never given career advice to a null. Most people who do don't survive. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on how right they are. I'm still waiting on the Gnarl costume. When when I get that, you and I are going to be doing some Twitch streams <laughs> where we're going to play a bunch of two-player games where it's going to be you versus Gnarl and various things. Or perhaps you cooperatively with Narl. You can do Sir William, but we can make this just totally an abusive relationship. <laughs> it will be highly offensive. Okay, so what do we have here? Sierra so Fitz. what we have so far, I don't generally follow a single spread. I just pull cards as I see fit. So we started out with the King of Pentacles, the Ten of Swords, and the Ace of Swords. So Pentacles are associated with the element of Earth. Okay. This is uh, really anything that's associated with the material world. So this is jobs this is money this is okay so we're on the right path it sounds like so the king of pentacles is generally about like the authority and the sovereignty of this it's owning what you have and having the authority to make the decisions that need to be made okay so so far we're just stroking narl he's not learning anything no this is the the setup yeah he's just you're just narl needs to be patient okay 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 (laughs) But he's he's totally in control and should only do what he wants to do. Uh, This like didn't even need a control. Right, right. He's in control. That didn't even Uh, need a card. So no. So uh, then we have the Ten of Swords and the Ace of Swords. So swords are associated with the element of air, and this is the mental realm. This is thought and communication and logic. The Ten of Swords tens are about. This is really weird doing this in front of a mic. It's fine. Just not going to look at Wayne. Ten, tens are about. He's a whole spiritual energy. Completion about bringing something to its final conclusion. Okay. The ace, and it's interesting because tens are about completion, and an ace is about potential. So you have sort of the two kind of juxtaposed there, where there's the completion of one thing and the beginning or the potential of another. Okay. So so far, what I'm hearing is something like he ought to be himself, but. He needs to find new ways to be himself. Is this because- potentially? Yeah, potentially. Okay, I'm, I'm curious. I'm interpreting or that these. There's, he has this potential. Maybe even that's what the cards are. Like that one chapter. Are- one chapter is coming to a close. Okay, and there is the potential for a new chapter to open, which is what we're talking about, right? right? So then I pulled an eight of wands and the chariot. So the chariot is the first major arcana card to come up and that's usually pretty significant. We'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Wands are associated with the element of fire. Um and this makes a lot of sense for why we're pulling it here because fire is about creativity and sort of the passion that drives us to create and an 8 is about no. Look it up. No, I don't want I mean, you can, can I look it up. You for can me? look it up for you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, there's a little booklet. There's a little booklet that she does not need that I don't need. And the little booklet will have very specific interpretations for this deck. And if you flip it over, turn it upside down, it's in Spanish. <laughs> no, it's not actually. But if anybody's interested, I use the Shadowscapes deck. It has very pretty artwork. It does actually um, have very pretty artwork. I know, right? So eights are about change, which again makes sense in the context of what we're talking about. It's changing the flow of creativity and how you go about doing that. So So that kind of seems to fit into what we had before with the what the 10 versus ace with the swords that, you know, it's one thing has to stop, another thing has to yeah. start. So 
I mean, that seems to be pretty in theme with what we've got yeah. so far. Maybe he should stop Twitter and start Twitch. <laughs> well, that's what I'll say. If, if, if I can ever no freaking comment. get the costume, he's going to switch to either Twitch or YouTube. <laughs> so the chariot is, it's like I said, it's the first major arcana card. And that's usually significant, um, at least for me when I'm doing readings. Um, the chariot is all about movement, obviously, because it's a chariot. But it's also about having the power to move, the ability to move. It's being able to make the choice that then allows you to step forward. So there are good things that are coming up in this. What I'm so wait, can you? So why, why does that mean there's good things coming up? Does that mean that it's not just that he needs to seek that, but that it exists? Is that what it's saying, that the power to change exists? It's that he has the power to change. So not a lot of times, but when you're doing a reading like this, uh, in the past when I've done them, there's always the potential to pull something up that indicates some sort of blocker, that indicates some sort of stagnation or being like if the devil card had come up instead, the devil generally represents like bondage or addiction or a feeling of, of powerlessness, being unable to take that step. Right. So having the chariot come up, which represents that ability to move and the, the ability to act, that's actually a really good thing. So, so far, this deck is just enabling him. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's just so. <laughs> I would say encouraging. Okay. But tomato, tomato. <laughs> so I always pull the card off the bottom of the deck. Okay. So that's all. Um, I can't tell what that is. It's this, have, so this is the sun. I was going to say, it looks like a sun. So, Very okay, that pretty. makes sense why it is a sun. Um, the sun represents vitality and energy and power as well as light and fluffy things. But pulling the sun there in conjunction with the queen of wands. Again, wands being that creative potential and the queen in a suit generally represents creative potential because yay woman and intuition. So pulling those together. Well, because women and esotericism are often seen as the origin of life for very yeah, obvious reasons. Because, you know, the, or the, the point factors. of creation be, for the obvious reason they pop out babies. I mean, it's. Yeah. What? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's shocking information, but... I, as the mother of three children, am shocked at this. <laughs> I don't know what to say. So I am pulling additional cards to try to figure out what I'm going to tell you about okay. what Gnarl should do. Because so far, all you're doing is stroking his ego. So. Uh, right. So I'm trying... Which, he, which is good. <laughs> that, you'll live longer. I'm concerned about Gnarl's ego. No. <laughs> uh, the cards aren't. <laughs> the cards are playing nice, because... I've never read for you before. <laughs> Let me read for I should you. have started with a uh, more important question. <laughs> Let me read for you a few more that. times. I was say, yeah, like, now I'm going to get like, nothing look like, your bitch. <laughs> Satan and the hangman and all this other stuff when <laughs> I ask you my other question. not bad. Okay. Neither is the devil or death. I mean, we'll make it bad. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So. <laughs> the These next question will. is basically going to be, you might as well go downstairs and finish it. <laughs> <laughs> no. I did have somebody once ask me, like, straight up ask me if they should divorce their spouse and i'm like i'm out guys not into yeah. that. Yeah, i'm not yeah. nope for those of you who don't know because once again we don't really talk about religion or politics on this show except in the vaguest of terms but while she's pulling this i'm vamping one of the truths about my life is i actually am ordained southern baptist and i mean a real ordination it wasn't a mail-in certificate like you know i actually have a real congregational certificate and all that stuff and i've had a over the years, a few people come to me for counseling. Obviously, I don't whip out a tarot deck, <laughs> but I've had people come to me for counseling of various things. And there are these times where it's like, okay, there's something pretty difficult we need to engage with here. Or maybe the answer is obvious, but clearly you're in a tender moment. So we need to be, you know, mm -hmm. very clear you how we walk them. Yeah. Down a certain but then there's way. other times people have asked you some questions where it's like, the answer is so obvious. So like, I can give you the answer and then you just go ahead and tell me what verse it is you want to hear, just because that's kind of. At this point, superfluous icing on the cake. I once had somebody say they didn't know if adultery was right or wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, it's wrong. It's what verse would you like to hear? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's condemned pretty much cover to cover in the book. <laughs> what, what do you want me to tell you? If you want me to justify your affair, it's not in there. You know, I can give you a small reasons, the number of reasons the Bible justifies divorce. There are no reasons, no situations under which it justifies adultery. So how does God feel about killing Yeah, <laughs> say that I wanted to throw a pipe bomb. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm sorry. The answer is no. I mean, 
now would you like to hear about the recipe that was likely used for unleavened bread in the Old Testament? <laughs> I've had it. It's actually pretty good. It's shockingly good. That deck really does not want to give you an answer. I know, right? Do you see the things that I'm pulling over here? It's, see, it's just, it's, so... it's, it's, it's the, the powers that be are intimidated. They know that <laughs> they know that they need to affirm Narl or he's going to come after them. I'm thinking the deck is more thinking... You're asking me about a fake person. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Okay, so continue with the enabling and, and... So, essentially, I have pulled a number of additional cards, right? Can see Wayne grinning at me. Okay, so um, let's, let's hear about these cards, then, then I want to move well, on. Well, I'm going to gonna go in vague terms, because it's essentially all of the things that I have literally already said. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not giving much more than that. So, so real quickly... I'm going to take my understanding of what you've said and give my interpretation now narl rejects your interpretation my interpretation is that narl needs to get off his ass and use some of his potential that's honestly what i would have said just in slightly nicer terms is that there's potential in the intellectual property and i'm not doing there's potential there's there's intellectual potential there's creative potential just get off your goddamn ass and do something okay see narl i knew you were too nice to say it (laughs) so i had to Okay. To help you out. Thanks there. for Okay. Stuff. So is there anything more? Because re- we got somewhat limited time here, so I don't want to monopolize this with you and Abel That's pretty Narl. much it for that. Okay. So, so I, I have one now. Okay. So I'm going to pass this to Wayne. And I do at some point have a serious question, not one about Narl. Is okay. murder okay? okay. Yeah. <laughs> is, is it okay if I go out and Don't ask me yes or no crimes. questions, Chad. Right. Oh, I, oh, I'm sorry. Which hate crimes may I commit? Yes. <laughs> so I am looking for game advice. Okay. okay. I have a really good game that I'm running that I'm really enjoying, but one of my players really likes tiny sodas, and so she's disappearing for a month or so. Uh-huh. And I'm looking for game advice to keep this going. So how does Wayne keep his game alive when <laughs> you disappear two men a gray duck? Um, <laughs> two men in a gray Wayne duck. Does is what and Wayne does sessions that are annual editions <laughs> that don't include my character. Wayne, here's my advice. Do the complete, I mean, bring your absolute A game. Work harder <laughs> than you ever have before. Bring your total boss-ass games so she never leaves again. That's my advice as a petty individual. I hate you. <laughs> well, look, I, I'm just, I'm divining the darkness of my heart. Now, we <laughs> can get accurate. to the tarot cards. Chad needs to make petty pie. Petty, yeah. Petty pie. Yeah, it's gonna. I made pictures. you key lime pie, and you promised more for my birthday. Too. I did. So if there's petty pie <laughs> while I'm in Minnesota, then we may have to renegotiate your birthday pie. Ooh. Well, Chad's birthday. Well, I won't say what it is, but it, I'll just say it's soon. I know. Are you but gonna be I'm back gonna, in time for it? No, I'm gonna be gone. So yeah. I'm gonna okay. make him pie She's when I get back. Going to be a pie in a so rumors. you're just gonna get an envelope that's kind of yeah. greasy. It's one of the Simpsons episode. Slow down, Marge. When are the pancakes coming in the mail? <laughs> oh, so bad. You even said it like Homer. Oh. No, that was in horror, okay. not not in anything good. Am I legitimately pulling cards for this? Yes. Okay. Okay. So game advice. Game advice. What it is a nice, so, vague enough one for interpretation? So what is, what, what, my so cards are going to be like? What the f- are these people asking me? <laughs> so let's make sure we phrase the question here in a clear way. So your advice is. What do you do with a game while a player who really likes it is not present? Is that your question? Yeah, we effectively can't play. Okay, so this is, apart from me making fun of everyone here, that <laughs> that's the real question is, how do you end- A player who will remain unnamed is single-handedly torpedoing our group for one month. Right, yeah. Going to yep. Menegradoc. Yep. Okay. <laughs> More like six weeks, but it's oh, Six weeks? Well, because I'm gone for a month, and then I'm back for like ten days, but I have my Could kids that weekend, say two and then I'm gone. Three times in a row, so we can get that like sort another, of total recall vibe. Sure. <laughs> two weeks. And, two yeah, weeks. and just keep having this more and more like stroke type condition, as you're saying hmm. it. Okay, so Wayne's game advice, or Wayne's jammy advice for... According to the tarot deck, what should Wayne do with the game while Lura... Ooh, the Queen of Cups. That's me. No, that's me, actually. Uh, <laughs> it's usually me. So do you guys have... Uh, that was weird. That exchange dog. Do you guys have, like, tarot cards associated with your no, characters? No, or, no. Okay. I, I was thinking oh, no, more, no, no, like, no. I'm a queen who passes out whiskey and... Okay, okay, okay. He does pass out whiskey. I was like, I give her half a bottle of whiskey. I was going to say, it sounded like there's some kind of a joke there that I wasn't in on, so... Laura and I really like bourbon. Right. Okay. That's Very fine. Much. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Bourbon. Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota. Minnesota bourbon. Don't you know? 
Moose slabber bourbon. It's so good. Yeah, sure you betcha. Oh, no, too many <laughs> I cannot wait for Adam to listen to this and just be like... Really? Well, there's a couple people. I think really? Aisha also is going to stroke out while listening to this. She's probably going to want a rebuttal episode, which is probably going to be a negative episode of her and Brodor, and she does readings for Brodor. But I, I'm just saying that's probably 100 here for that, and yeah. I want to listen. Okay, to that. so I don't know about anyone else, but I watched the SpaceX launch. It was really a big thing, mm-hmm. and the two astronauts are Bob and Doug. So the whole time, I have Bob and Doug McKenzie in my head <laughs> doing these really bad accents. One of them's from St. Louis. All right, so what do we got here for Wayne's Game Advice? Okay, so, so far... So, uh, by the way, how many cards... Are you doing, what, nine cards for a spread? I don't do... Just, I start with three, and then I add a couple, and then I So you I just, just kind of keep going until sort of clears... Going until like, there, I figure out what or, it... Yeah. Like, okay, okay. So go on. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just was trying to understand <laughs> the method here. Um, I, again, am very intuition-based, and I tend sure. to be... I don't want to say lazy, but I don't like structure... In terms of my witchcraft, so okay. I don't like following spreads because I feel like that can. No, I gotta ask a really important question here. Which came first, you playing D anD D or the witchcraft? The witchcraft came first. Okay, so th- I just wanted to go ahead. This is how we found her. Yeah. So well, right, but I. This just, is how you found me actually, because Beth and I were in class. Because we're I in just wanted to together. know: is it true mm-hmm. that D and D makes you good into witch? No, I was already a witch and, and bisexual before okay. I came to D and D. So you made D and D witchy and bisexual after D. Yes. Right, right. So, so now really, you now you drink okay. a lot of babies, mm-hmm. but that that was I mean before I, that D&D. was before D and D. So really, it's not D and D. Cool. So all right. So what do we have here for Wayne? So, so far we have the Queen of Cups, which I jokingly responded mm-hmm. to Chad. It usually represents me. That card usually does represent me when I'm doing a reading that okay, has so that, anything that will, to do that with That makes sense to be the first card, because uh, it's about you. Because yeah, you're the problem. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was gonna, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because I am the problem. So we've gone from it praising Gnarl to it leading off like this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I told you that my deck does that. Okay. Um, so My deck is like, oh, we're talking about you now? Strap on in, sister. So, um, yeah, the Queen of Cups usually refers you to me. your deck is like passive aggressive. Um, it is passive aggressive as hell. Okay. We're yes. never getting past this first card. <laughs> Aside from me, cups are associated with water, um, which wow. is the element of emotion. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, Aisha. <laughs> uh, Remember, you still got a question coming. I know, I know. I should behave, sir. Well, if the cars are passive aggressive, I'm putting up points on the board by snarking her. I haven't snarked the deck yet. The deck is an okay, extension so- of me. Cups deal with emotion. The Queen of Cups has essentially the feminine reign over emotion, which okay. is why I'm the Queen of Cups. Anybody who knows me. The next card I pulled is the Hierophant. Uh, which is one of the major arcana cards. And this usually involves reflecting on your beliefs or the things that you think you know. This is about... So not mistaken, I don't have... I'm not going to pull up a dictionary here to save myself from embarrassment. Was a hierophant a form of mystic or priest or something like that? I in think so. In Celtic or Gaelic religions? I think so. Something to that Maybe. Okay, I don't know. I don't know. It's a tarot card. Yeah, continue on. <laughs> <laughs> then I pulled the Six of Cups. The Six of Cups is usually associated with um, like innocence or nostalgia or like good happy feels. Okay. So good happy feels. Then I pulled the Chariot again and the Knight of Pentacles. Knights are all about motion and movement and again that power to act different knights sort of have like um, a different pace of movement that they're recognized as having if that makes sense so like the knight of wands because that's associated with fire it's it tends to be more of like a reckless motion right so the knight of pentacles is more of like the steady measured we're not rushing into things we're taking this at a steady pace because we're not reckless like okay. fire so while you were talking about that i looked up what the hierophant is and i was close it is someone who is a mystic or an interpreter of mystical things but i was wrong about the place it's greek not uh, northern european or western european that makes sense for the word yeah as sort of the underlying feature hold the moon and then the page in the five of wands the wands again are that creative power that creative force the moon i like the moon card the moon is associated with a lot of like the magical the intuition illusion type things 
not sure honestly how that reads into this yet but the page and the five of wands pages are usually like messages fives are uh, about adversity so there's some confusing things happening here right now because you're asking me about a game well the adversity is my queen of cups is going to minnesota <laughs> instead of being in the game i'm sorry it's not well, it is my fault. <laughs> I was going to say, if nothing else we can get with choice. Laura's the problem, and from there it just descends into uh, anarchy. So Laura is the problem. Yeah. And we should be nostalgic for how good the game was. Well, <laughs> no. Laura is the problem. <laughs> we know that. But there's also... Yes, I know I'm the problem. Okay. Um, <laughs> so what, did you pull another, like the second Queen of Cups or something? What no. Queen of Queen of Cups? What, what, why, why? <laughs> no, it's one of those cards you just like, screw this and just threw it like. Um, no, because it's my deck is snarking at me because I pulled Seven of Wands and then I pulled the Lovers because I'm going to see Adam. <laughs> okay, well, we're, we're, a little, we're a little focused we'll, we'll on that right that now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what, what is the general, what's so, the flow here? Like, what's the, what's the narrative here? The narrative here, other than me being the problem. Right. Um, <laughs> I, we didn't need the cards for that. No, the way I would interpret this, and, and honestly, because I know that it's about me, my personal opinions about this uh, really filter through. Honestly, most of the time when I do readings for people, I have them either give me a very general like area of their life that they're asking me about, but not a specific question so that I don't prejudge things. But I know what this is about. So that makes it harder for me to not be biased right now. So I would say the overall flow of this is that, yes, I'm the problem because I'm leaving yeah. and I'm going to another okay. home to be with the lover. <laughs> right, right. So we're, we're getting your story here. You're getting my story and why I'm the problem <laughs> and how the problem is coming about. But there are also a, a number of cards that talk about creativity and about potential and about happy feels. Essentially, what I would draw from this is that it will come full circle. The moon is also very cyclical. And so a lot of times in my readings, this talks about cycles. So essentially suck it up <laughs> because it'll come back around and the good feels are there and the passion and the creativity is there. So be patient and wait for it to cycle. It'll work out. Is It'll that, work out. You're the problem. I'm the problem. <laughs> but as long as Wayne just keeps the rudder straight in the storm. It'll work out. It'll work out. Which is funny because the plan for the group, we're playing masks right now. Yeah. It's so it much fun. Is so it is amazingly fun. Love the system. But I want Dresden back. Yes. So long short of it, it's like Teen Titans. If you've ever seen that, we are not actually doing DC characters or whatever. Sure. But it, it is of that genre. And with Laura leaving for six weeks, you said a month. Uh, with Laura leaving for six weeks, well, like six gaming weeks, because I'll yeah. be back for and like fear to con mine falls fear during to con this too. And, and yeah, all the craziness with everything. So one of Wayne's plans is to run it like a comic book, where you have like an annual, you have like just an out of continuity, almost out of context story with the people who are there. Mm. And it may factor into okay. the plot. So to explain what an annual is for anyone who doesn't read comic books, an example is in my favorite comic series, which was Injustice. There was, of course, in the first story arc, Superman goes bad. And I believe it was the first annual that told the story of a guy who, when he was a kid, Superman came and like his bike got wrecked or something like that. And he ended up in this big mess. And Superman came and really, I'm going to use the word condescended because that is the correct word, but I don't mean was condescending to, but I mean, despite he all... He came down to his he level. He came down to his level and helped him fix his bike and with his scraped knee and feel better. And this guy just looked up so heavily to Superman and now suddenly he's trying to reconcile that with Superman the Tyrant. This is not a story that is directly a part of that first year story, but it is unquestionably related to and incurring in tandem with that yeah, story. They are typically standalone issues that tell a complete story that is not the current ongoing story. Yeah, it's a supplemental. It's yep. yeah, exactly. It's you find out more about the characters, more about what's happening typically. Right. What was happening off camera. So right. all right. So Chad is your turn. Do you oh, have... I'm good. Okay. I'm good. All right. Then well, we're doing about good on time anyway. So we'll come back to my serious question. Yes. So it is no great secret that about 
year and a half ago, two years ago, that I got divorced. And, what? Yeah. First the baby thing and now this? And I know some so you people wonder why, because if I do incognito mode in Google and I type in the Google auto search after Fear the Boot, one of the top results for Fear the Boot is Dan's divorce. <laughs> and the reason I've never talked about it in details because I think to do so when I have a platform of tens of thousands and Carl's got her friends and family, mm-hmm. I think it would be profoundly unfair to her. Yeah. for me to unload the story, especially from only my perspective. So I'm going to not comment on that, except to say that, yes, that was a thing. And now I've been single for some time. So, Laura, I want you to give me a love life advice reading. I don't know that I want to. <laughs> <laughs> I say, this is a much more typical reading, though. I say, this, now, if it starts out with the Queen of Cups, you can, we can stop right there and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> don't. don't you do it. <laughs> you said that now. Watch the deck bring up the Queen of Cups first card. Man, um, I wish we could pause this right giggles. here, and then I can start like taking odds and stuff. Yeah, start taking bets on mm-hmm. what, what the... Uh, <laughs> I'm trying real hard not to be snarky because it's a serious question now. But yeah, it is. Yeah. This, is a, this is a real question. Feel, this is a real question. I, I, I want to like we've gone in so layers. Badly. It's like you know, Narl was comedy. Yeah. Okay. Good. Wayne's the was first one is ten of pentacles. We're okay. <laughs> Wayne was fun, but serious, but fun. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. this is a serious question. Yeah. This yeah. this is a serious and real question. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> 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 Thanks. <laughs> and it's gonna be another like solid twenty minutes before you get the results. Yeah. Yeah. But we're gonna start with oh no. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's the six of swords and not the five. Oh hey, I picked up the lovers. That's a good thing. Okay. We of come. Shut your face. <laughs> okay, judgment. All right. Well, Dan likes to judge things. I'm full of that. Yeah. I'm full yeah. of that. That's like yes. And I get a lot of it too, believe me, man. You go on these dating sites, who oh, yeah. the amount of judgment you receive. You know I'm at least kind enough that I keep so, mine quiet. The number of people that take the time to send me messages <laughs> judging me. I'm nicely judgmental, I feel like, on dating sites because I'm just really picky. Oh, sure. And I know what I want. Everyone has the right. And if you can't be bothered to actually read the profile that I put on a dating site, I'm going to snark at you because you deserve it. Sure, sure. And I think, of course, and we could do a whole episode on this, probably a negative episode. Probably. But on dating sites, yeah, I think everyone has the right to swipe left on anyone they want to for any reason they want to. But the people that go out of their way to say ignorant stuff is really, really kind of profound. Isn't it a numbers game? Stopping to take the time to say why they are not interested in you, does that not hinder their chances with yes. someone else? Well, on top of that, quite frankly, it says a lot more about them than it does about right. me. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, the fact that they feel somehow empowered by that or whatever it is, or they are so angry or so entitled that they feel it's what they need to do. Once again, you know, and this is an attitude I don't think I could have had at any younger point in my life. I'd have taken it really hard, but at this point in my life, I mean, I can see with a pretty mature attitude. It's like the girl before you didn't think this, the girl after you didn't think this. This is you revealing your character. Thank you for instead mm-hmm. of making me dodge a bullet, you shot six feet to the left. Right. I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, it's still petty and, you know, whatever, but I'm just vamping. So you let me know when you're That's ready. It's a lot of foxes. It is a lot of foxes. Hot damn. <laughs> I like where this is headed. That means he's it's gonna have to wait till he gets the gnarl suit and then he's gonna go with furries. Dan, no, I thought it was Dan's harem. Dan's gonna have a whole bunch of foxes. Foxy ladies. That's not what that means. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. Change its meaning. Chad, you've got the book right on it. <laughs> I'm not touching that. She's with arm within arm's length. She can take my face off. I probably would. <laughs> Because if the reading is it blows and you'll get nowhere, then, uh, yeah, we don't need to read a whole lot Um, in here. So, again, the cards tell a story, right? Okay, okay. So let's let's tell a story. So, Ten of Pentacles, Six of Swords, Eight of Pentacles. So the Ten of Pentacles, the completion of something involving life or life situation, right? Okay. Your divorce. Yeah, I was going to say, that's immediately what I thought of as the divorce. Six of Swords... Especially with swords, this is a growth mindset. So this is the way in which your mind shifts and grows and changes. Okay. Eight of Pentacles is about change. So the six is more about growth. The eight is more about change. Okay. Coming from the growth. So this is about a change in your situation, a change in home, in material things. Then I pulled the lovers 
and I pulled judgment. So the lovers is pretty self-explanatory. Judgment can mean judgment or judgment can mean balance or decision making. And I'll let you guys look at my deck after we're done if you want to, because I think the artwork is really beautiful. But this is about striking that balance, whatever that balance ends up needing to be. There's something that's out of balance. Then I pulled the five of wands, which is the card that in my deck has all of the foxes. Uh, This is a card about obstacles. So the five is generally a card that represents adversity. And this is about obstacles that come up in your life. In particular, with the five of wands, this usually does refer to creativity. This is also passion. This is drive. This is will. This is what it is that drives you to do things. So there are obstacles there. Try not to get weird with you. This is no, no, it's okay. Keep going. Oh. This is a man who ordered a giant knoll fursuit. <laughs> He's true. not a furry. <laughs> he ordered a giant knoll. Yeah. Draw, so drawing this not. card, I think once you order the giant furry knoll suit you can't say you're not no no i I, he's got to put it on first i still see it the same way as the person that plays sweetums on the muppets it's it's a character and it's a costume it's not a furry thing so in a reading like this pulling up the five of wands i would say the obstacle is you and the fact that you're not really putting your effort into it okay the obstacle is there in the drive to do therefore you have to actually want to do the thing okay So I would look at that and say, your heart's not in it, therefore it's not working. You know, I think that's a fair, well, continue. I'll come back and I'll comment on this when you're done, because I don't want to, I don't want to color the rest of your comments. Yes. And and I'll just put it out there. I don't know a whole lot about Dan's love life or dating life, nor am I interested. No, I don't generally even talk Um, about it to much of anyone. This is not me speaking on. I mean, you haven't pulled the Queen of Cups yet. No, I haven't yet. I did pull a cup though, and I I got real worried there for a second. (laughs) Then I pulled the nine of pentacles. Nines are about things beginning to come to fruition. So this is a card of, I don't want to say possibility because that's more of the one, but this is something that you have been working towards that is beginning to bear fruit. It's beginning to to show results. You just have to continue pursuing. So okay. the gnarl suit. Yeah, the gnarl suit. So the, gnarl the, suit. the question I have is, mm-hmm. so because of the order of the cards, because mm-hmm. this is your deck and your thing, mm-hmm. does that speak to you of almost a positivity or a uh, optimism that past the hurdle, absolutely. there is a future past the hurdle? Yes, absolutely. That it's not like the hurdle's there. Enjoy your bachelor life. Good night. Right. No, <laughs> but it's going to get worse before it gets better. Well, things need to change at least before things it's going to get better. Things need to change better. before it gets better, but I would absolutely read that optimistically. And then I pulled the Ace of Cups. So again, Cups being that emotion-based suit and the Ace being potential. So there is a lot of potential there, particularly in terms of, of emotions, which obviously tie into your love life. There is a lot of potential there. I pulled the fool. (laughs) The fool is actually not a bad card. The fool is all about beginnings because the major arcana, if you look at them. So that was the last one you drew, too. Mm -hmm. So the story ends on a beginning. The story ends on a beginning. Seven of Pentacles is about sevens are about faith. And I find that very appropriate for you. Sevens are about faith and having that faith and that hope and being confident enough in yourself to do the things needed to get past the obstacles to the more optimistic cards. The Fool is all about beginnings. The Major Arcana essentially take you through a journey from from zero, which is the Fool card, over to 21. Everybody's the Fool at the beginning of their journey. You don't know anything. You're starting out on a new path. You don't know where you're going. You are just taking a step. And so from these last few cards, I would say put your heart into it. Mm-hmm. Have faith in yourself and take the step. Because of the fact that it ends on a beginning. So it mm-hmm. starts on... It started with completion. Yeah, so it started with an ending and mm-hmm. ends with a beginning. Yeah. So I'm going to take this as the journey. Yeah. So this is the journey from the divorce, which happened you know, now, well, it was legalized about a year and a half ago, more than that, a little more than a year and a half ago. But it was first, we're going to do this, was first right. thrown at me a little over two years ago. And the only thing I want to comment about on the divorce was it was not my idea. That's all I'm going to say on the subject. Because once again, I don't think it's fair for me to comment too much on that when I accept. I, you'd only be hearing my side of the story. And, and Carl's not here to defend herself. And she doesn't have the platform that I do. And even still, even if she did, that'd be petty and immature anyway. That's not what this show's about. But let me tell you a little bit about what has been occurring in my life that I think is a little more 
fair to talk about, which is after that, I did, of course, have to begin a new chapter in my life. You talked about the change of home. One of the things that I agreed to in the divorce was that she could keep that absurd mansion because hmm. I didn't want it. As long as I was given enough money to base and the horses and the and the servants, and the and, servants yeah, and, as long as I had enough money <laughs> in cash to restart in a new place, which she agreed to. And so that's what happened. And so, of course, I did move to a slightly new part of town. I did start a new home. I had to rebuild my life from basically nothing. Mm -hmm. And I went through a pretty profound period of depression, listlessness, and what they call anhedonia, which means a total lack of pleasure, meaning you don't want to do anything. You're not lazy. You just don't want to do anything. Laying on the couch and playing video games doesn't sound like fun. Nothing sounds yeah. good. Out of that, then, I began starting to put myself out there on some of these dating sites and such. But pretty quickly, some hurdles hit. And some of those hurdles were individuals. I had an absolutely catastrophic series of dates just within this past week or two, which, once again, I'm not going to get into on the show. But, I mean, they were laughably bad. And between that and the difficulty of, there's all kinds of problems with online dating, which mm -hmm. I'm not going to get into, not because these are too personal, but because this part would be an episode unto itself. Well, and right now there's not much other options with uh, yeah. with COVID. Yeah, what am I going to do? So, Because that is one thing, I think, by doing the online route only, there are a lot of opportunities that you could right. have been missing. Right now, you can't go do those opportunities anyway. But one thing I'm going to say about this woman that I dated just recently and relatively briefly was she brought a lot of problems to me. But one of the things that she did get right in there was she did point out that there were certain things that I had built up as this cruft or this plaque in my mind based on the things I'd gone through in the marriage and even previous relationships mm -hmm. that was not being fully and properly addressed. I knew she was right, but I really didn't know how to deal with that. And interestingly, there is someone, and I'm, I'm, I'm avoiding names here, but there's someone that through Julia, the show host, it's like a 25-person chain I got set up with. So it's like a friend of a coworker of a coworker of a friend. I, I don't know all the people in the middle. But somehow this cabal of unknown Olympian gods decided that this girl and I should be set up. And we were about a year ago and went nowhere. But when I posted recently about this catastrophic, more recent relationship, she asked me about it just out of nowhere. Like she didn't say anything to me like a year. And I said, well, if you really want to know, I'll tell you. And so I sent her a PM and explained it to her. And she and I started talking, and I don't know where this goes, but at least as of right now, we're pretty shocked to find that we connect in some pretty uncanny and amazing ways. And on paper, she's not the type of person I would normally go for. She is very against type for me. But, I mean, so far, the conversations, whatever, have been absolutely wonderful, and we are actually meeting up for the first time tomorrow night. And something she did, what makes her relevant to the story in particular is she showed me an online personality test, which I took as a grain of salt. I could do all online personality tests. I mean, whatever. And it was called the Enneagram test or something to that effect. It has like a bunch of numbers and you get categorized into different numbers on different traits and you have a primary number. It, I don't know. I'm not sure I can explain it right, but I took the test and it pegged me as primarily what's called an Enneagram type four. And so I went and I read, just out of curiosity, the section on type fours and relationships. And it really accurately described, and I'm not endorsing the test. I'm just saying, this is how it worked out. There are a lot of really good personality tests out there. They're just not the Briggs-Myers. Well, no. <laughs> and, and you know what? And maybe this thing's right because it's a good test, or maybe it was right by coincidence. I don't know. But what I will say is, I looked up the part about number fours and relationships, and it rather specifically described the kinds of growth hurdles that I would hit and how someone in my shoes would tend to not recognize them and what I needed to do to actually grow past them. And so as of the past few days, that's something I've really been chewing on. So certainly the narrative that the cards present, and I realize a, a hard skeptic or whatever could say I'm imprinting something upon this, 
And maybe I am. You know, I don't know. Like I said, fear the boots not here to tell you religious truth. We're just having fun. But what I would say is the general narrative that's set out there is very accurate. And so I don't know if this girl that I'm talking to right now is someone that I'm going to go long term with. But it's interesting because of the fact that the other potentials I have that I'm all talking to right now and sort of trying to work through as quickly as you can in this age of COVID, every one of them has a certain degree of their notably against type or notably the sort of person I would previously not have considered. And so there certainly is an amount of moving beyond my typical comfort zone that's left on the table. And some of these girls, because they're not type and whatever, I've been treating sort of tepidly. I've been very half-heartedly approaching these interactions. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't surprise me at all from what I know about you. Let's look at you as a GM, as our player. You have a lot of baggage that you've brought to the table. So when you create a character, you make all of these safety valves in here. Yep. So I do the same thing in relationships. Why wouldn't you do the same thing in a relationship? Yeah, and it's it's more detailed than that. We're kind of against time, so I don't want to go too much into this. But it makes sense if that's how you do yeah. In one aspect of your life, you're probably going to do that in the other but it, it, and not even see it because that, you're doing it unconsciously. That Enneagram or whatever it's called, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, but that, that test talked about that, about how I would be very prone to testing people, not intentionally, like not meanly, not testing them, like seeing what I can get away with, but testing them more like, so are you what I think you are? Are you a monster? You know, just kind of these little things. It's a great opener for a date. Yeah, it is. <laughs> are you a monster? Or Because if you are, I'm in. Probably not start with that. But, you know, it, it's those kinds of things. And then also, like you said, building in these safety valves that it's like, okay, the, these aren't per se bad. And there's a reason why you're doing them. But there are better ways to approach this issue. What you're doing isn't the right way of handling the real problem. Especially if you don't realize you're doing it. Yeah. If it's yeah. subconscious versus conscious. And if you guys really want to read this, uh, you know, like I said, look up Enneagram Type 4, and I'll link to the website for this in the show notes if you're really curious. But we can also link to my tarot deck. It's very pretty. It is. If you send me a link to that, yeah. pretty. If you I send, will say that. Well, and I also I, may I like, especially like the one with if all you're, the I'm, <laughs> Yeah, if you're interested in any of this kind of stuff, send me a link and I'll link to the yeah. one that you've got. And I believe, well, we'll link Aisha's if she decides to do a counter point episode with Brodor. She's more because, than too. I would love to pick Aisha's brain, honestly. Because uh, she has, I know she has this, because I actually got it for her as a gift. She has something called the Gold Leaf deck. Ooh. and uh, Is it a tarot deck or an oracle deck? I think tarot, but I will admit I don't really know the difference. She told me what it was she was interested in yeah. in a conversation. And I'm one of those just like random. Mm-hmm. I don't tend to give gifts on holidays because people expect it. I do it on like a random Tuesday. And so just kind of randomly i sent her that at some point i don't remember maybe yeah. it was on a holiday my deck has been in a drawer for two years so i can't remember what it's called. yeah i but I, it's one of the more common is it the rider weight deck yeah, it is rider weight smith i bought my first one for decima because it's used now as a game tool you know once again being a i just want to point out i sat here pulling cards while you were talking yeah just because and out of like Granted, I put a couple back, but almost all of these were major arcana cards. Hmm. It's very interesting to me. Well, what does that mean? How do you interpret the fact that the next however many cards you're holding are major <laughs> arcana? Like what, what? There are only two cards in this that weren't major arcana. For me, uh, it means that things of significance are happening. You've got movement. You were talking about some of your issues that you've had. And like literally, as you said that, I pulled the devil card. So that bondage, whether it's imposed by ourselves or by others, pulled the hanged man, which indicates sacrifice and suffering, usually for something better. The wheel of fortune, so things turn, circumstances change, and what goes down eventually comes back up. And then the strength card. So it was interesting to me that as you were talking and I just kept pulling well, cards. Well, certainly that, pleased it paints a, the whole thing does seem to paint a very positive story, albeit, you know... a. Uh, there's yeah, a, my, my deck was not a dick to you, so... Yeah, <laughs> I think your deck likes me more than you. Probably, Because it wildly enabled Gnarl and then gave me a very, you know, it's like, hey, this is going to suck, but you're going to have to find a great person. <laughs> my deck person. is probably so tired of me asking it questions that it's like, ugh, not again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and your deck tried to convince me that you're the problem, which I already I knew. Which you already <laughs> yeah. knew. So, it wasn't trying to convince you, it was just affirming what you already knew. Thank you for doing this, Laura. Sure thing. I appreciate, not for leaving to go to... Yeah, I'm in a gray duck, but <laughs> I, I I do appreciate oh you bringing this deck and putting yourself out there and yeah. doing that. 
And once again, I don't know where anyone listening to this is at religiously. This is for entertainment whatever. purposes yeah, only, we're just guys. Having fun, so please do not don't. use this information to play the stock market. Do yeah. not use this information to decide whether or not you divorce your spouse. Oh my God! <laughs> what? Who would even? Or to one of the very first reasons I did. COVID. Oh my God! <laughs> so, but other than that, thank you guys for tuning in. You guys have a great week and great games, and we will catch you next time. See ya. Thanks, guys. Thank you.